Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Monday. Podcast Monday. Uh, it's so good to talk to you guys again today. And we're in April. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like spring. It's finally nice outside. I went down to go get some patio furniture and get ready to explore the great outdoors. Um, I have a kind of a shit ton of announcements. Not a shit ton, just big announcements. Um, I have made a decision about what to do during this maternity leave break time and figuring out, um, how I want to proceed. So something that I recognized is, and I know this already about myself, I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. And I have some of you guys who have been like, I listen to every episode and I'm waiting for the next one and I'm all caught up and when's the next one coming out. And I've been faithful <laughs> in providing you free content every week and making sure um, that there's something that you can hold on to until the next week. But I told myself that I'm going to allow this time period to be a time period for me to refresh and renew the podcast, refresh and renew myself and the brand and getting back to, um, okay, what do I really want to do, uh, in order to elevate this and help more people and so um, that looks like getting assistance. We're still vetting out our uh, applications. Um, that looks like, um, well, it looks like a lot of things. And so here we have a couple announcements here to make. So first things first, um, when I start my maternity leave, which will be somewhere roughly around the middle of April, um, maybe towards the end, I think maybe the 19th might be our last episode. Um, not last episode. Okay. Don't freak out. Um, last one before we take about a six week break. Um, and what I will do during that particular time is that I will continue to update, um, smaller updates, not so much podcasts, but videos, um, you know, things like that, little increments, readings and so on, um, on Patreon. So if you're a Patreon member and you support there, um, you will still be getting, and probably getting more steady content there. Um, and if you are not, and you would like to join Patreon, even if you just want to join it for the month so you can get your fix, <laughs> um, I'll be on there, um, you know, providing updates and, um, you know, first access to certain things that will have opening back up again. Some of you guys have asked about some of our bookings because we're closed until June. Uh, so I haven't been giving readings. And so moving forward, I have been giving readings, but, um, I'm all booked up until uh, I take my leave. 
So if you would like a reading, um, for Patreon, they'll know first. So, um, what I'm going to start doing is that if you want a card reading, we're going to do what's called reading drops. And so I will make an announcement of when that is. It's kind of like if you've ever done a crystal drop before on Instagram, um, where once a month I will announce what date is open, um, or dates. And then you have it's first come first serve for people to book those dates. And then, um, I'm also switching the way that I'm doing coaching because, I uh, want to take a more serious approach to those clients and being able to have access, um, or give them access to me more often. And I can't do that when I have so many clients. So I'm going to take on a limited amount of clients, um, starting in July and, uh, in packages instead. So I'll be doing that. I'll also be coming out with another course, um, that is deeply tied to the integration of intuition, awakening, and, you know, kind of if you're in the beginning of this process and trying to figure out what the hell you're doing, um, it's kind of like a comprehensive course for that. So be looking for that. Um, so if you want to keep in contact while I'm on this leave, definitely hit up the Patreon. Obviously I'll be in, uh, updating Instagram here and there, but not with necessarily that type of content. Um, so I hope that that's okay. <laughs> I think we've taken maybe one week off. I have taken one week off on the podcast since we started. So, um, this will be really unusual for me, <laughs> but I want to make sure that there's enough time to be able to devote and put towards, um, renewing things and putting systems in place that make it work better. So there's better content, um, more incredible guests and, uh, yeah, more, more help for you guys or more, um, solace for you guys. I'm still, I'm in the process of trying to figure out what do people ache for and asking that question and learning, not just what do you ache for in content, you know, like what do you ache for in your life and figuring out what that means and what that looks like. Um, so I can, I can cater better towards, what that means for your heart and development and moving forward. So anyway, um, as far as my life goes right now, um, I'm super pregnant. <laughs> my, my fiance today said, um, it's like you have anti-abs. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> anti-abs. And he's like, no, like, you know, your belly is so hard. It's, it's like abs, but it's, I was like, they're convex instead of concave. And he's like, exactly. <laughs> I was like, you're ridiculous. Um, anyway, so me and my, my giant belly here, um, are going to try and figure out, um, you know, what these next few weeks are going to look like moving forward and, and just how to make spiritual shit better. Um, I got really excited because I got my, the name trademarked. So now it's illegal to use that name. Um, although I'm not coming after anybody anytime soon. Um, but I'm just, I'm excited about what this means moving forward that, um, we are now a more serious brand and we're going to, you know, try to do bigger and better things. And, and those of you who've been on the journey with me for a while, or if you're new to this journey, thank you so much for supporting this podcast we are so close to hitting a million. And so if this podcast has been amazing for you, if it's helped you in any kind of way, um, please, please, please share it on your story, share it with people you love. And in addition to that, 
I just wanted to again, let you guys know, I, I read all your DMs. I just cannot respond to the sheer amount of them. I'm so humbled. Thank you so much for taking the time to write me, um, to tell me your words, to tell me how it's helping you, how it's healing you, what guests have really made an impact on you. Um, it's really beautiful for me to, to read those and it keeps me encouraged to keep this going. Um, but yeah, like I'm just, I'm super thankful for you guys. This episode is going to be pretty rad. Um, I'm excited because you think you know what it's going to be about and then you don't. (laughs) So get really excited. Um, she's, she's a spitfire and I really enjoyed having Shannon on my show. So let's get to the episode. Are you ready to manifest incredible love? Not just love, but healthy, meaningful, aligned love. Hi, I'm Aaliyah Lovely, the host of Chart Topping Podcast, Spiritual Shit. And I'm Shireen Eskandani, coach and founder of Wholehearted Coaching. We've both manifested amazing partnerships and want to show you how to do that in your own life by unlocking your energy and mindset. So we've created Manifest Them, the online course to call in your soulmate. With over six hours of content, worksheets, bonus meditations, and breathwork exercises, this course will show you exactly how to shift your beliefs and frequency to manifest your equal and capable partner. This course will not only teach you how to call on your soulmate, but also how to nurture a loving, healthy relationship. If you're interested in finding love or finding out more about how to manifest, head over to manifestthem.com. Open the door, love, and step into the partnership you've always desired. Shannon Gomez is an intuitive and the creator of Rebel Deck LLC. She holds a Master of Science in Oriental Medicine and is a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist. While she holds many passions in the health and wellness community, Rebel Deck came to her during a time where she felt like she was sinking in a deep emotional hole and thus gave her the inspiration to birth these sassy, funny, and in-your-face oracle decks. She had been looking for intuitive guidance that felt down to earth like a bestie that was lovingly holding her face, but simultaneously telling her to quit fucking whining and get up. Not finding really any cards that had this vibe, she went on to not only create them, but they have become a best-selling deck that has been seen and featured on Allure, E! Entertainment, The Yoga Journal, Elephant Journal, and Phoenix Magazine. Her mission with Rebel Deck is to create spiritual and self-improvement tools that are real and relatable and out of the spiritual box. She says, fuck that noise to conformists and wants to give people a space to be themselves fully on their spiritual journey. So please welcome Shannon to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Ali Lovely. And today we have Shannon Gomez, who is the creator of the Rebel Deck, an oracle game of intuition and divination. Say hey to everybody. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for being on the show. Um, that's not your only thing. You also happen to be uh, an intuitive and someone who's has had background in oriental medicine as well as herbalism. And so you kind of have like a, a whole litany of things that you're, you have access to as well, but you're most known for this particular very cool and uh, very non-traditional, which I appreciate, uh, Oracle deck. There's a lot of cursing in it, which I also very much appreciate <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's like fun. your best friend in the box <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is super fun and so um if you could give people kind of an idea a little bit more about your background and your story uh and what led you to this point to be this creator of this you know this card deck and giving people access to different ways of divination 
Well, I started getting into holistic healing. Actually, um, I'm a return Peace Corps volunteer. So I did um, health work and health extension, HIV and AIDS education, maternal nutrition and things like that whenever I was in the Peace Corps. When I came back into the States, I almost went into a different direction, but right before I signed, you know, the application to get a master's in public administration, I just completely did, you know, a 180 and decided, you know what, I want to go into Chinese medicine. So I got my master's in Chinese medicine and herbalism, and I was practicing that for about um, eight years or so. And then I started having a family had my third child and I was going down a rabbit hole. I was feeling like shit. I was really down on myself and my friend who was, you know, she liked to pick cards. She actually picked a card for me. She texted it to me and it was this very like cherubs and rainbows and unicorns. And it was like, you know, you're on your path or there was something. And I was like, man, fuck that card. Like, I hate that <laughs> card. That's not for me. What are you talking about? And so when I, I kind of like centered after that and I got the message, um, you know, quit fucking whining. Like you got this. And I was like, ouch, that, that didn't feel good. But then I realized that that was actually the message I needed to hear. And I kind of went with it a little bit further. And I was like, gosh, I, I don't know if there's a deck quite like that. And my intuition kicked in again and said, there isn't anything as real and raw as this and in your face. And if you want it, you have to create it. And so that's the path that I decided to take. So I was very much into mothering and into Chinese medicine and very much into the Zen of everything. And then I'm getting pulled into a direction to be very real and very authentic and but still spiritual as well. And I hadn't really seen that mix before of, you know, if you're spiritual, you have to be super high vibe. You can't attract negative emotions. You can't call things out how they are or else you're going to, you know, attract that more in your life or you're a negative Nancy or whatever, you know? So there wasn't really this mix of being spiritual and authentic. And that was really the voice that I wanted for this deck. And also, you know, to talk in real language, I know a lot of people don't necessarily like cussing, but you can't tell me if you don't stub your toe, you're like, oh, fuck, you know, internally, like when things need to be jolted, a lot of time we need that really powerful message to either work us through something or move us past something. Mm. I appreciate that because as someone who um, you know, even with this podcast, I think that the, perhaps maybe even the appeal of the show is it's called spiritual shit. I get a lot of messages that people are like, I saw that. And I was like, oh, that might be for me. Um, especially being in a spiritual place where there's not a lot of color or a lot of change, or a lot of difference as far as like different voices and stuff. And so, um, being able to kind of look in, in, I guess, you know, not seeing where, there seemed to be a break in the fluff and, you know, a lot of love and light and things like that. And I think that the, the, exactly. the whole shift is happening, right? Like we're seeing a big shift with a lot of people where people are starting to really speak out about that because new age, the old new age, if you will, right, right. Um, when that started to shift, it was a lot of very, um, 
I don't know how else to put it, except like hippie kind of that idea, if you will, generalization of, of things always have to be happy, you always have to be positive. There's just love here. Um, and there, there then started to be this like kind of toxic positivity that developed out of that. Um, so, so I think that's really cool. So just to give people kind of an idea, um, let me pull out my deck because I got one. Thank you so much for these. Oh, yeah. to play with them. And first, before I do this, <laughs> um, you know, are, is this more based on a one card pool? Like when yes. you ask them for an answer? Okay. Yes. When I created the deck, I wanted it to answer the question, what does life want me to know right now? So it doesn't really lend well to like, you know, in-depth spreads mm -hmm. or past, uh, future, that type of stuff. It's kind of like the one and done, maybe, you know, one to three cards, but it's like, anytime you just need a kick in the ass, you need, um, you know, something to break through the subconscious. You think about what you need to know right now. You shuffle the cards and you pick a card mm -hmm. and it really is for all levels. Anyone can just pick it up and use it. Mm. So, so just to give you guys an idea, like some of them are like, you're the shit, uh, <laughs> laugh, uh, what does this say? Fuck shit is about to get real. And on the other side, it's like, you need people around you or, uh, figure shit out on your own or, you know, like it's, it's pretty upfront. Um, some would say borderline rude, which I'm okay with. But <laughs> it's like, that Oh yeah. I, ass, you know, like, if, if, uh, yeah, I get a lot of, um, I get, you know, I get some, some messages that, you know, I have to return this. It's too harsh for me. I, I can't handle this, you know, and, and then uh, quite a bit of criticism of it being too much, but I'd it rather be laugh. too much than not enough. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always, I think it's easier sometimes like one of the cards is like, you look like a shit show. And <laughs> I think that's sometimes easier coming from, you know, a card than having, you know, your loved one say, uh, girl, you need to take a shower. But I remember writing that card after, um, I, I hadn't taken a shower. I was sleep deprived. I was nursing my kids and I looked in the mirror and I was like, whoa, uh, you need to take a shower. You need mm -hmm. to wash your hair. Like you look like a shit show. And sometimes you just need to hear it. And, and also mm -hmm. like, it doesn't just apply to how you look. It could be applied to your finances. It could be yeah. applied to like other parts of your life that need to, you really need to look at. I think it was more funny. <laughs> and yeah. I, I humor, I guess, but I was like, hey, you know, yeah, like I, I should, I need to get my shit together. I played with them uh, a little bit here and there uh, leading up to our interview. And I was like, this is kind of fun. Um, so I do want to talk about, because like, you know, pulling cards is something that I do. And when we talk to people, um, you know, like, and I do a lot of building cards and I play with lots of different decks and stuff like that. Um, what's your experience? Like, besides this deck, like we don't want to just talk about this deck, but like your experience and, um, you know, being able to channel information. Cause you, you've said a couple of times when this was happening, I got this message and receiving this message. So you are an intuitive yourself, correct? Yes, I am. Yes. So, um, your connection to spirit, which everyone has some type of connection to spirit. Uh, in what way do you feel is the most important in this day and age to be able to connect to spirit in the most authentic way? I think first is setting the intention to clear yourself. A lot of times people walk into uh, a reading for themselves and they kind of have an agenda. Mm -hmm. And I think that that agenda can color the reading that you get. And so I think that it's very important to get the most authentic reading to clear yourself 
and then to really surrender to whatever message you get. And if you're going to play at that level, be ready to accept the information that you get. Because sometimes, you know, and I, I make, I have memes about this. I make jokes about this. It's like, we pull the card until we get what we want mm -hmm. to get. And I mean, that's all well and good, but if you really want to have the most authentic reading, you have to be open to all the information that comes out and then take it a step further. So you, you get the information and then say it doesn't really quite fit, then take it further and open yourself up to more. Okay. So where does this information fit? Mm -hmm. And it can, you know, land in places we, we weren't really ready for. Mm -hmm. I think that's important too, because when we talk about readings, you're right. There's so many memes about like people like pull the card again. <laughs> and, yeah. um, if there is an agenda when it comes to what it is that we're, information we're trying to receive, it is not authentic and it's not a good reading. I, I mean, I've read probably over 500 people in this, just this year alone or last year alone. And it's, it's funny to see the resonance that comes up and then the resistance that comes up. And I'm able to feel obviously both of them, but um, there would be sometimes where people are like, well, that didn't resonate that much. And then we'll talk a little bit about it. And then it'll be something that will come up with like, oh shit, that was spot on. Um, but whether or not you're ready to receive that information is a whole different thing. Um, so in your process and in your journey, what does it look like um, you know, for yourself and, and being able to utilize cards to get real answers about what you're supposed to do. How do you use them? I don't, I don't read future prediction stuff, but maybe you do. Um, how do you utilize cards, uh, any cards really, uh, in a reading to be able to kind of, um, delineate your answers and where they're coming from and how, what to do with them? Well, most of my readings actually don't use cards right away. We use them more, uh, kind of to, like a bridge. I think cards are really good as a bridge because it's something kind of outside of us. It takes the pressure off. It also, if you are open to receiving, you know, whatever the images of the card, it can speak to your subconscious in a way that maybe words can't get to. So, you know, I utilize cards that way in readings, but I also actually, the reason why I really like to you know, I, I love, of course, I love my product, but I think that it's important that people start to trust their own intuition mm -hmm. and be their own uh, quote unquote reader. Like, yes, we need community and yes, we need to, to reach out to people, but also we can use it as a crutch. So I think that cards are, are really powerful whenever you are reading yourself because it, it puts the onus back on you. It makes you continue to dive deeper instead of, you know, maybe putting the responsibility on another, on another reader saying, oh, well, she didn't clear. She wasn't really, you know, in the zone or whatever, you know, we say. So I think that it's really important whenever you do kind of your self spiritual study to, you know, get a deck of cards that you feel really that you trust. Mm -hmm. And that way you can kind of, um, you can trust the messages, whether good or bad, you know, we, our brain and ego kind of gets in the way. We, we always resist what we feel is going to be painful mm -hmm. and, and that's understandable. You know, we don't want to continue to touch the hot stove. However, in a spiritual practice, you want to get deeper than that. So, you know, you need to remove that ego piece and say, yep, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever comes through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that's, um, I started, I, I grabbed a deck. I was just in a spiritual store 
And I was like, hmm, what is this card stuff about? You know, (laughs) just like picked one up uh, and took it home and I started playing with them or whatever. Had no idea what the cards really meant. Um, Started doing like three card pools or whatever for myself. And then um, ended up really getting through the book essentially about what their interpretations of the cards were. But I noticed that the more and more I started to pull them and the more and more I started to trust them and the more and more I started to trust myself, um, intuition was giving me actually slightly different messages or even completely different messages than what the owner of the, or the, the, the creator of the deck had made for the book. And so now that's one of them is my base deck that I utilize. Um, and sometimes when I'm working with certain people, even then intuition will say, actually, this card means this for them and not mm-hmm. what you're normally used to calling for this, this card. So it was interesting to play with that. Um, but it also, you're right. Like it helped me understand more about my own intuition, how to lean into that understanding. That's actually what taught me how to channel even better. Um, mm-hmm. do you, do you channel? Uh, well, I'm, I'm trained as an evidential medium, so mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm bringing through energies that have, you know, passed over. So, uh, channeling per se, you know, I would say denotes a, an altered state to bring through information. I feel like I, when I'm reading, I do more of a um, translation of the energies mm-hmm. that have crossed over. So, in lay in layperson's term, yes, channeling, but I I consider that a, a little bit of a different state. But yes, go go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, but like either way, the the information is coming through. Um, and being able to, to utilize that in a reading, um, not to just, you know, with, with another client or something, but building trust with yourself in that process. Now, I am always interested in people who have evidential mediumship abilities, <laughs> um, because I'm not an evidential medium. I do have mediumistic tendencies, but not like super, super clear. Um, so for yourself, like in this process of discovering, when did you just discover that you were an intuitive? Well, I feel like, you know, I've, I've been an intuitive, uh, you know, everyone's an intuitive since, the, you know, they were born, like you said, and I felt like there were many paths I could have taken and the paths that I chose felt were always backed up by my intuition. And so I would have a lot of fulfillment in those choices. And so I continued to, um, you know, I continued to follow that intuitive voice, knowing that even if I was in pain currently, it would eventually lead to something, you know, more fulfilling. And so I was actually doing some, I was in therapy and I had cleared a blockage and all of a sudden um, it's shifted from intuitive voice to being a medium. And so after that, I decided that I would learn about what that was actually about. And so I decided, you know, because I have a very strong logical mind, I wanted to, um, I was kind of led to be trained in evidential mediumship. And that, you know, it's, I think that it's important whenever you get a reading to have some, if you're going to be communicating with someone or energy that has passed on, to know that you're actually talking to that person because Mm -hmm. yes, they love us. Yes, they're sorry. Yes, you know, there's a lot of general type information that can come through and and that will come through, you know, eventually, you know, in most cases. But I think it's important that you establish the vibration of the energy that you're you want to communicate with. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I chose, you know, evidential medium or evidential mediumship chose me. Mm, yeah. Uh, that's important. I had a there's a really talented uh, medium that we had on the show. 
uh, medium Fleur who gave me an insane reading. Um, and I, I wanted to share it with my mom because it's, it was her parents, my grandmother, and my grandfather who passed away. And my mom is like super religious. And she's like, no, I, I, I don't, I don't want to listen to it. I don't know who they're talking to. And I was like, I'm quite <laughs> sure that they were talking to Grammy and grandpa. And she was like, you know, no, it's probably like the devil. So it's just like a lot of resistance right. around there. But, um, I think that is important to the, the process of being able to feel connected to the information that you're getting and receiving. Um, do you feel that the way in which this deck came in for you was something that came from a beyond energy, the, the connection to, because sometimes when we're creating things, we're creating things from inspiration, we're creating things, um, the, the, the concept of this podcast came to me through spirit. And I don't know if it was necessarily a, a, a ancestor and or a spirit guide, something like that. But uh, the inspired action, inspired uh, information of like a career path, things like that or whatever came to me through spirit very directly. The name of the show came to me through spirit. Um, do you feel that's the way in which you're able to create a, this type of product? Is that how you are able to connect with the things that you create in the world? Oh, Alia, you're like, uh, you're calling me out today. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really, I was, I know we were talking about this before, but I haven't really, um, I, I tend to lead with the product and the brand because I want it to be accessible to everyone. And I, I, I tend to be a very, very private person when it comes to my process. However, you know, because this is the spiritual shit podcast, we're going to get into some <laughs> spiritual shit. So yes, I would, uh, Definitely the messages were downloaded. Definitely I was connecting to energy that felt that there was a gap between, you know, kind of like we spoke earlier, this high vibe kind of um, toxic po positivity and people who were missing the messages. They were missing thinking that they couldn't connect to the intuition because you had to wear white robes and you had to like be a certain way and be vegan and all this stuff. And so there was this whole population of people that wasn't, that they weren't connecting to their self, to their higher self, to their intuition, whatever anyone wants to call it doesn't even really matter. And so whenever I got the messages, you know, when my, when my higher self, when my guides were talking to me, I'm used to them talking to me that way. Like girl, get your shit together. You've, you, you got this type of a thing. Um, and there, whenever I dove deeper, you know, I realized that there was a whole population of people that were just like me that were trying to connect. And when they were connecting, they were hearing voices or they were hearing uh, uh, insight, but it didn't fit into the mold of what they thought that that insight should sound like they thought, well, you know, my, you know, my highest, you know, my high vibe guides are saying, um, you know, buy that sweater. Well, that's no, that, that can't be, well, maybe that sweater is going to lead you to something greater, but we say, no, we're not going to buy that sweater because I can't possibly be, you know, uh, any type of insightful information all information has to be, no, you need to sit in meditation for two hours. And that's the <laughs> message that you get. So I, so th yes, this was to fill a gap and also to kind of be like a gateway tool um, for people to connect. So yes, I, I pretty much everything that I create, um, I allow myself to connect to a higher place and I download the information, you know, including, um, 
I, I was telling you, I just created a marketplace for other indie debt creators. And there was no way that I was really prepared to do that, or that was never in my awareness. And that's how you kind of know, like you get like, you know, like a bloodhound, like, okay, what, wait, wait, I need to look at this because when something drops in that you have never even really considered, yeah, then you're like, well, where the fuck did that come from? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I started, when I launched Rebel Deck in 2017, and then I, you know, have three other decks, you know, I had to create the infrastructure and then had to deal with big e-commerce. And there was no place that there was no infrastructure in place to be able to post and, um, you know, sell my creations. Like I had to do all of this work. And, you know, now there are people that are knocking off the deck and pirating the deck. And I just felt like, you know, I got the message that like, you know, there needs to be a platform that's just for an other independent deck creators where, you know, you're going to get an authentic product and that you, that's not going to get lost in a, in a big e-com store that's selling candles and crystals and everything. It's kind of just for decks so people can find it. And so I feel like, you know, that was also, you know, divinely inspired. And I'm, I have another project I'm working on that I, I walked into this place and it was like, boom, this is the message. Um, this is what you need to do. And I started following the steps. So I'm going to reveal that a little bit later on in the year when it gets more solidified, but mm-hmm. it's an interesting way to exist to, whenever you just kind of surrender and you're like, whatever you, you know, whatever spirit you want me to do, you know, I'm here for it. And if I say yes, then continue to show me the path forward. Mm-hmm. So what you speak about is essentially my philosophy on manifestation uh, it's a process of surrender and asking the universe and saying like, what do you have for me? Instead of necessarily the other way around. And I feel like the messages that come in then when we don't have this like agenda, especially like when people, you said, when people come into a reading um, is, is so, it's so peculiar the way in which that information comes in and it smacks you in the face. So you just have to decide whether or not you want to say yes to it or not. Um, I said no to it for some time until spirit then was like, sorry, we cannot let you say no any longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right, then took right, away right. other stuff and I was like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> but I think that that's, a, it's an important process um, when we are trying to uh, bring in not just inspired thought, but inspired action. Um, when things that were called to a purpose or a mission of something that we're supposed to bring into the world. And I love how you stated that um, a lot of times people throw away spiritual information because they don't mm-hmm. feel like it's relevant um, mm-hmm. to what it is that they're trying to do. It's so funny today. Um, last week, our car got illegally towed. And mm-hmm. so essentially it's been stolen. <laughs> so we're entangles with the police and this whole thing or whatever. Um, and we were in the process of buying the car for my dad. So it's like, it's actually technically his car. Anyway, we have to buy a new car. And I, I, I love to buy cars outright. I don't like to do the payment thing or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But the car that I want will require us to do some type of leasing or financing or whatever. And I keep getting this message, get this car, this particular car. Now this particular car is kind of a fancy car. And I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable like getting a fancy car. Um, And spirit (laughs) has been on me because I've been, I keep trying to look for other ones Mm -hmm. and I'm doing the same thing. I keep discarding the information and saying, this couldn't be spirit telling me, you know, this is what we're supposed to get or whatever. Anyway, um, it's and I actually small... think that's healthy to do. I think yeah. it's healthy. And I think it should be, you know, you should be able to argue 
with spirit, you should be able to say, no, nah, no, I, I don't get it. And then spirit say, nope, here it is. And then nope, nope. Like we have yeah. these tools. We have our logical mind. We have our experiences. We have, you know, our ego, we have all these things that we should use them. And so I think that it's, I, I love the back and forth between, uh, you know, a, an inspired message and then, nope, that's, that I don't, I don't think that's what I'm supposed to do. And then it happened again and again and again, and finally just saying, okay, all right. You know, I think that's, that's a healthy skepticism, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which sometimes people feel bad about having. And, you know, there's kind of this idea that like, oh, I wasn't listening to spirits. So I wasn't being obedient or whatever. And it's like, it's all trash. Um, yeah. If it's idea- yours, it's going to be yours. Exactly. What's meant for you won't miss you. So in that mm-hmm. process of being able, like, and I think that that happens that happens with most things. This is why we go and seek readings, right? We look mm-hmm. for a lot of outside confirmation or affirmation um, to give us more insight to what it is that we're arguing with spirit about. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what's, what's interesting in that process is like, because cards to me have always just been a tool. It's been a way in which to be able to connect to spirit and, and further deepen any type of affirmation or confirmation in the process of when I'm arguing with spirit. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. That's that outside tool to kind of, you know, help guide, like, should I continue to spend energy arguing or mm-hmm. should I maybe surrender or should I argue until the next step? <laughs> and then I can argue again. And then, yeah, I think if, if you're going to argue with anyone, you might as well argue with spirit because spirit mm-hmm. can take it. Yeah. Instead of arguing <laughs> internally, like with yourself or saying you're like a piece of shit or something, I can't do it. I'm not worthy. Well, why fucking spend time with that? If spirit's saying, Hey, you should be doing this grand project. Well, let me figure that out. Let me flush that out instead of spending time saying, yeah, nope, I'm, a, I'm not worth it. I'm a piece of shit. I can't possibly do that. Mm-hmm. You know, spirit can definitely take the, the, the pressure or the, the questioning back. Mm-hmm. you know? So I think, yeah, I think it's, it's a good practice. And I don't think, I think there's enough shaming. I think people, mm-hmm. if they don't listen, then, then just say, Hey, I, you know, I'm not ready to listen yet. I don't, I don't know. So if it's meant for me, give it, give me a sign again, or make it easier for me. Like, you know, be real. Like I, I can't do it. I need to, I need it to be easier mm-hmm. and then wait and see what happens. I'm just curious. This is such a random question. I'm curious about your thoughts on shame and spirituality. In what context? I just want you to take whatever context you pull that in. Well, I think that, I think first of all, people are, they feel shame when they feel like they, they shouldn't be feeling what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And instead of, there's a lot of judgment on how we feel. And I think we, we judge ourselves a lot and we put a lot of, a lot of power into feeling instead of realizing that, you know, we're having a chemical reaction to something and, but we really punish ourselves for feeling a certain way about something. Mm -hmm. And then if we don't, you know, take it further or really don't use it as spiritual fuel, then, you know, then we do, you know, more self-shaming. And I also think too, like, and I've been the recipient of that, just because you're spiritual doesn't mean you're going to look a certain way or act a certain way. You know, um, you, you know, people think, oh, you're cussing and they shame me for cussing because spiritual Mm -hmm. people don't cuss Mm -hmm. or they shame me for, um, maybe taking antibiotics whenever I'm in natural healing. Well, 
yeah, but the tools are there. Mm -hmm. So why would, why is it less spiritual to take antibiotics than it is to take oregano oil? Mm -hmm. So I know people are trying to make sense of the world and they use contrast in order to make sense of that world. But noticing contrast is different than shaming somebody for being who they are Mm -hmm. and for their own spiritual practice. And people will say, well, I didn't expect you to look this way because you're wearing makeup and you don't have any tattoos. Well, this is my suit. This is what I'm doing that feels good to me. And why would, why are you putting shame on me for me being myself? Now, however, I think the other point of that is that people aren't holding themselves accountable. They're shaming other people, but yet they're not holding themselves accountable for what their part is. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think people really need to be like, have a holistic sense of spiritual development, Mm. following their path, but then also holding themselves accountable and then letting other people have their spiritual experience as well. Mm-hmm. Now, spirit told me to ask you that question. <laughs> oh man, trying to put me on the hot seat over here. <laughs> um, and which was interesting because it's not like what we're guided to talk about, but so interesting because it does connect in the sense of like what it is that you do and what it is that I do. I mean, I, we get people on the show, people come right into the show and I, you think you this, and you said it like this, and you, you said this, and you had this person on the show, and it's I don't get those very often, luckily, but like sometimes I'm just like I, you don't have to listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's plain yeah. simple. Um, and so people who have problems with the way you do spirituality, um, and the way spirituality is supposed to quote unquote look, and um, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of what you're saying because. Uh, also being someone who considers themselves a little bit of a disruptor uh, in, in that facet, that there was not enough space for everyone in spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, there was not enough diversity. There was not enough diversity of voices, of, of color, of ways of thinking, mentality, and that when everybody tries to put spirituality in a box, how limited it becomes. And mm-hmm. in my mind, that in, in, in and of itself makes it more like a religion um, mm-hmm. because it boxes everything out and says, it's gotta be this way. And, um, it's interesting. I'm in the process of decorating my office and I was, was like, Oh, you know, like it mentally just battling myself about what I wanted to put on the walls because I was like, Oh, I kind of wanted to, I want it to feel spiritual. And I had to ask myself the question, what does that even mean? Right. Mean to right. You want it to feel spiritual. Like in my home, energy is, is just in the space that like in the way that I arrange things and stuff like that, colors that I like, stuff like that. And I'm thinking, mm, maybe I want a crystal shelf or maybe I want this or maybe I want that. And those, those, those things are fine. But then there was a part of me that was like, no, I want my office to look like an architectural digest. <laughs> you know, I want it to yeah. look really chic and cool. And, and how in my mind, even that I'm fighting with that box and idea of what spiritual looks like. Um, for that particular thing. And I was like, no, I have a couch in here. I can sit in here and meditate. It looks pretty. It looks pretty. And that's all that matters. But that even as a disruptor, still having to fight with the tropes of what spirituality is supposed to look like. What is it supposed to feel like? What is it supposed to sound like? And that being 
so limiting to what it is that as far as getting messages, your deck is essentially does the same thing. You know, for the people that it appeals to and for people it works for, it, it can slap them awake and be more spiritual than anything else that, that people approve of, if you will. And so I think that's really cool that you stepped into a different direction as far as uh, what your voice looks like and being able to offer something that's very different to the market um, that could give people messages in very different ways than they're used to as far as spirituality goes. Um, what are the biggest challenges in that for you? Definitely the messaging. People really get caught up. Um, they, they really can't seem to, and these are the people that criticize it, the people that um, feel really, you know, love the vibe of the deck they're like, oh, thank you so much. Like we've been waiting for something like this, a deck that speaks my language. I hear that quite often, a deck that speaks my language, mm -hmm. but on the other side, and especially again, kind of what we were talking about before being an acupuncturist and being Zen and being, um, you know, calming to create a kind of a disruptor deck. People have a hard time with that. People still can't understand with other people that, you can be this and this, mm -hmm. and then they can't accept that in, with themselves. They yeah. are very strict with themselves. And so the thing that I love the most is when I, you know, I'm not on social media a lot, but when I'm on social media, I look at the hashtags and I see the people that are posting pictures of the deck and they are of all races, all genders, all sizes, all colors, um, people with all different abilities, neurodivergent, and they're, they're picking the cards and they're taking pictures and they're, you know, and I just, I'm like, yes, like that is what spirituality is supposed to be like. If I would use the word supposed, it's mm -hmm. everyone being themselves and doing what feels right to them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, fighting the message of, I can, you know, be spiritual and say the word fuck is probably the biggest hurdle when it comes to the concept of the deck. Mm -hmm. You know, other stuff is like, I'm a, I have a mother, I'm a mother of three children, you know, I'm at home, especially during the pandemic, you know, those types of actually the day-to-day -day running the business and trying to hear messages during those times. That's very challenging for me because a lot of times it's hard for me to discern. It's just my ego. Is this my fear? Is this actually spirit really wanting me to move forward? So that is challenging for me as a creator and entrepreneur, but the product itself, people are still grappling and I don't judge them for that. I, I get it. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't come at the people that <laughs> feel a kinship to the deck. Mm -hmm. um, that is the thing. It's like, well, if you're this, then you have to be this. No, mm -hmm. not anymore. Mm -hmm. And it never has been that way. And if we look back to, if you're, you know, talking about different colors, if you look back in our lineages, like the midwives, the healers, um, our ancestors, you know, they, they held space for the darkest times in our lives. So I don't know where it, where it took a turn that it had to be, you know, this, um, this washing away of all of the things that people think are quote unquote dark or messy, mm -hmm. you know, we come into the world very, very messy, bloody, you know, with our, you know, mothers, like, you know, moaning us into the world. So I don't know where it turned from being this all encompassing 
practice to, nope, I can only be happy. And if I'm not happy, then I'm not, uh, not then bad things are going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any idea where that, where it turns? Girl, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, I, I come from a, a highly, reli- sorry, spirit interrupted me and said, you have the, um, the cards against humanity version of an Oracle deck. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> I don't know who's talking to me, but that was kind yeah, of, yeah, I'm always open um, for the messages. Bring it. <laughs> um, but I think that, um, you know, I come from a religious background and which is interesting because religion doesn't, I mean, like where at least my background was super dark and lots of negativity in your center and you're going to go to hell. And it was this, and I wonder if new age, um, spurred, uh, you know, the, the pendulum swing, a mm-hmm. feeling like I don't, we don't want to be under this like guise of the, the dark ages of hell and brimstone and fire and that kind of thing. And um, really trying hard to, to put a more positive spin on spirituality, but went too extreme. And so yeah. like, it, maybe, I don't know, I, I could see that yeah. pendulum swinging in that kind of way. That would be my best guess. Um, I know for myself, when I first started, it well, I would also argue too, that, you know, when, when, when people started to look at you know, having coaches or gurus or things like that, you know, they weren't really comfortable with their pain and they don't want to see anyone else in pain. Like, I don't know where the idea of pain became a thing that made you less spiritual. And so this, this feeling of, um, you know, seeing someone else in pain, they must not be spiritual. So let's not Mm -hmm. show emotion because that means we've overcome the emotion or Mm -hmm. we have integrated it enough where I don't feel attached. I mean, that's just bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I speak to lots of my clients and even in my own awakening, when it first began, that was the model, right? Like if you've gotten over your pain and you've healed and you're, you've integrated and blah, 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 then, then you would be essentially this, this perfect pupil, of learning from what spirituality has done for you. And in a lot of ways, we, I call that, um, <laughs> positive Pollyanna. And mm-hmm. in that way, it's like super, super toxic because it, it tells us to deny our humanity. Um, people exactly. have a lot of like ego talk. You have to deny the ego and you have to get rid of the ego. And I'm like, no, you're a human. You, you must have an ego and ego keeps you from running out in the street. You know what I mean? Like it, it keeps mm-hmm. you alive in lots of ways and your ego serves you in lots of ways. Um, there are toxic pendulum swings that can happen with ego, but the same way with your spirituality. And so if we do not acknowledge ourselves in our wholeness, like you had mentioned earlier, then we are missing the grand part of what spirituality has to offer us in the first place. There's always that yin and yang energy that's always operating. And so people don't have to be one thing in that way. And so it's, it's a lesson I'm learning actually being pregnant <laughs> in this process of before I was like, I have time to meditate and I have this and, you know, yeah. I'm going to go do my yoga and whatever. And I have, I had my practices and, and being pregnant just completely wiped it that like oh, yeah. clarity out of the way. And it's like, now I don't feel like doing shit and I'll fall asleep at two o'clock and like, not, not having like being completely awake and then waking up an hour later and be like, when did I fall asleep? Like what happened? I lost an hour yeah. now. Body, I didn't tell you you could sleep right no. now. <laughs> Not having the control that I would like to have. Um, and just seeing how much more grounded I had to become with this other soul who's trying to do work like mm-hmm. in, in the same process. 
And I'm like, no, stop. I have this agenda. I have these things I need to do. I have my, my ascension that needs to happen. And they're like, nah, you need to be here right now. <laughs> yeah. And- we're, we're, we're growing fingernails. Right yeah. now. Like ascension can last a little bit later. Yeah. I need an eyeball right now. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's been an interesting learning experience to see how in which that's also, I mean, and that can happen in many forms for lots of other people. It doesn't just have to be that, but uh, ways in which I'm having to see the, the, the multidimensionality of what spirituality looks like. And, you know, like for some people it'll be as simple as a curse word, which is like the smallest version of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But self-expression and being Mm -hmm. able to get into places where the way in which you're able to communicate with spirit may be very different than what you hear on the show, what you see other people doing, what you see people at the yoga bar doing, you know, like you may find God, angels, spirit, spirit, whoever, like that you connect with um, in very different ways and being able to do that in a place where of acceptance, a place of mm-hmm. uh, openness, a place of connectedness and being able to, to just kind of just roll with it, you know, in your case, like you, you saw that there was a, a huge gap and that there was kind of this, you know, um, teeter totter, if you will, between the people who had it quote unquote had it and what it is that you wanted to bring to the world in the way in which you communicated with it. So it's really cool that you brought that to fruition for them. Um, what would you say is the most fun part about your walk in spirit and the way in which you've developed it? That I get to follow my own quote unquote rules that I get to, I've created a niche where I just can, can completely be myself and I want that for everyone. And so even though like whenever I, you know, for the brand, the brand I have, you know, the Rebel Deck products and brand, I've given it its own entity, its own space to express itself the way it wants to express itself. However, like I get to be myself and it's really fun. And so like, there are times, you know, where I'm listening to classical music, or then I'll be listening to some chanting, and then I'll be listening to some Cardi B, and then I'll be listening to some salsa music. And then, you know, like, it's just kind of like, all there, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't have to be a certain way, because I've created a space where I can be that and then also laugh, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) spirit is fucking hilarious. So, you know, life is really funny. Yes. It can be very tragic, but it's also really fucking funny. And spirituality doesn't have to be so damn heavy. It doesn't Mm -hmm. always have to be about inner child and shadow work and, you know, past life regressions and, you know, like what is the, what's the meaning of it? It could just be like, I fucking want some fucking tacos spirit. Where do I get the best tacos? (laughs) Lead me to them right this very fucking second. (laughs) you know? And so like, there should be like a companionship feel. And that's kind of how, um, I live my life. And then also I, you know, I try, this is a challenge. I try to give myself a break and have grace Mm -hmm. and use kind of that witness consciousness of like observing, okay. Uh, Shannon, you are losing your shit right now. Mm -hmm. So step back, observe what's happening you know, your kids, um, they don't need to have, I call it gorilla mom. They don't need gorilla mom right now. (laughs) Like just kind of chill the fuck out. So I, I have a lot of fun in my brand that way that I can just kind of be myself 
I don't, that's really the definition of rebel deck is that you're not, you're rebelling in the best way, which is being your authentic self, Mm -hmm. because everyone's going to have an opinion on how you should do you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I, there's nothing that turns me off more than somebody trying to tell me how to live my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm clapping. Um, you, your, one of your statements reminded me of this meme that I saw, uh, I live my life in memes. So there's that, but there, there was this one of this guy who had like a head wrap on and he's this black dude that has a singing bowl in his hand and there's trap music in the background. And the title says, <laughs> um, when, when you're ready to meditate, but you want to turn up also, <laughs> and he's going yeah. up, bowl to this like trap song. It's the best. Um, which is how, how I live my life. And it's like, nobody's <laughs> made one thing. And so, you know, that the, the, the heaviness is so funny. You mentioned past life regressions, inner child shadow work. And I was like, those are our last three episodes that we just, <laughs> <laughs> but like there, I mean, there those is, are important, but like, there, um, no, no, no. And to, they, hear me out when I say fun, it, right? Like, it's <laughs> wonderful that you said that because in the midst of that, I'm saying we have to do episodes in between that are not that because like we also need to have there needs to be a lightness there needs to be a funness like spirituality is is fun you know like the the development of yourself and your spirit and who you are and who you've come to be and purpose and mission and all those fun things those are those are fun some of those can be very light some of them are very heavy like you said but spirit is hella funny and like, I mean, they jumped in and talked to you just now about cards against humanity. You know, like yeah. there are things that they say sometimes that I'm like, who the fuck is that? That can't be no angel, somebody, ever, you know, that's gotta be one of my relatives or something, but we mm-hmm. use them and box them in ways to think that they have to be holier than thou and they speak like this and that they can't be, I mean, like, where did we come from? You know what I mean? We have sense of humors. We, we curse, we, you know, whatever. Why do we think that it has to be so boxed in, you know? And I love that this conversation uh, is coming out when it is, because I think that a lot of people need that kind of like a little bit of a shake up, wake up call um, for them to understand and, and see that it doesn't have to be this really heavy serious thing that it can be a fun exploration of self and help self-development and accepting the holistic part of yourself and being able to live your life the way you want to live it. Um, and I think that that's really freeing. Yeah. And I think too, like people, you know, when they, I'm sure you get this too, and they meet you in person, they expect a certain, um, you know, like always talking like this and you don't laugh and you don't do this and you don't say those things. And then like when they meet you in person, like, oh, you're just like, different than what I thought. Well, well you're why? normal <laughs> because yeah, because you know, like I got a shit ton of laundry in my like laundry room that hasn't been folded and you know, all these things going mm-hmm. on. And I just like fucking, you know, cussed out the driver that cut me off. Like that's just <laughs> real life, you know, that's real life. And that's, you know, we're here to, to experience all of life. And I don't know how you even get through the tough times without laughing at mm-hmm. what you're actually going through. You know, like, I don't know if you've ever like, you know, you just cry so hard and you like catch yourself and you're just like, oh my God, like what is wrong? Like, look at me, like I'm completely like losing it and look at me what's like happening. You know, that, that observer piece mm-hmm. that can be really, really fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so 
I'm going to tell this story. Um, it's an embarrassing story. We tell were um, in the car and we were, I was kind of having a bad day. This thing happened with our car. Um, then our tire went flat and then we had to go get a new tire. And it was the middle of like, we're having like a blizzard, snow, whatever. Um, and in the midst of that, then we had to go pick up the kids. There was just all the stuff that was happening. And I was just kind of at the end of my rope. Um, and my wonderful fetus was, has been tap dancing on my bladder all day. So mm. when we were on our way home, the tire that we just replaced, we ended up, um, my partner was driving, hitting the, the biggest pothole <laughs> that we, I have ever fucking seen. Like it was, it was literally like a man-made lake. A crater. <laughs> and just, <laughs> we, we hit it so hard that like, I completely pissed myself. Yep. And I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> like just. And I just cry, like started crying in the car. And I was so angry sitting there in my own piss, you know, after this mm -hmm. whole awful day. <laughs> and we get home and I was like, I need to tap out. I'm gonna go take a bath. And so I went and sat in the bath for like two and a half hours. And when mm -hmm. I got out, I just couldn't stop laughing. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, you, we get mad at our bladders for being full. And then we get mad at like having a pot. And then we, yeah, we piss on ourselves. Yeah, I mean- even like being in the Peace Corps, like there were so many embarrassing moments that I just had to laugh at, like digestive issues. It was and, one. You know, oh God, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tell an embarrassing story. You're gonna tell Right, right, okay, okay. All right, I'm up now. Um, gosh, let me, let me see what I can, cause there, now there's just like so many coming through. <laughs> um, well, okay. There, there was one time where I was, I, you know, there's, we were dancing, right. And I was speaking Spanish and I was, um, saying like how that it was really, really hot, but in Spanish, it sounds like you're saying you're like turned on. So I'm like dancing with this guy and I'm like, I'm like, Oh man, I'm like, so I, I'm just kept saying, like, I, I wanted to say, I, I'm really, it's really hot here. It's really mm -hmm. hot. But I kept telling him, I'm like basically hot for I'm you, hot, hot for, for you. you, for you, I'm hot for you. And he kept getting closer and closer. And I'm just like, oh, like get, I'm not, I'm not, don't like you like that. And it just kept, and I was like, and then my friend who kept hearing me, he's, he's like, basically like, you're basically telling him you want him. And I'm like, oh my God, no. like get away, get away. <laughs> um, so that was pretty embarrassing. Um, I also like, a, you know, we've had some issues with like digestive like giardia and stuff and like mm -hmm. being out in the middle of nowhere and having to like you know figure that situation out so you know like even in too if you like in yoga class and you have to like let one go you know people are like, they're so uptight you know they're holding it in like yeah. no, just let it go like who cares like there's so much shit going on it doesn't really matter you know but yeah I mean relax it's just, yeah yeah for sure yeah I think like the, the observer piece is really important uh, you know, because we, we are human and I, I love that at least like we're getting today's conversation really brought or will bring hopefully spirituality for a lot of people down to earth and give them access right. to it, you know? Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Well, before we go, um, I like for the collective, what is a lasting thought you'd like to leave our audience? to have grace with yourself, to forgive yourself for being hard on yourself. We're really hard on ourselves. And I put myself in that category and think that in order to really grow, we have to be gentle. 
we want to go so hard mm. and really the the ability to be flexible with ourselves be flexible with the messages be flexible with our journey and to know that even when you're on your path sometimes especially if you're on your path shit is going to happen and it's not supposed to take you off the path mm. it just means that you need to know and learn what do i get from this and then give yourself the grace and the forgiveness to handle it the best way you possibly can. Mm. Beautiful. Well, tell people where they can find you and find your deck. I am at Rebel Deck on Instagram, Rebel Deck Cards on Facebook, um, on Amazon. You can also check out my marketplace for other indie deck creators, indiedeckhub.com. And I'm also Indie Deck Hub on Instagram. Cool. Well, we'll put the link in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this episode, please share it with someone that you love and we will see you in the next one. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.